Welcome to the North Carolina Fusion Coffee Conversations podcast, broadcasting today from Truist Sports Park in Bermuda Run. This podcast serves to answer frequently asked questions from our membership with the goal of being done before the end of your first cup of coffee. I'm Scott Wollaston, CEO of NC Fusion, and I have with me as always Sarah Bridges, the Chief Experience Officer of NC Fusion. Together, along with some special guests, we hope to answer your questions. So... We normally start out with our venue, our coffee shop. That's our podcast venue. But once again, we've chosen to broadcast from Truist Sports Park in the offices, right next to our new fancy dancy gym setup that you didn't you didn't want to tell about. But yeah, Scott um, just blew that news. So Thanks, Scott. News co- that's a teaser. That's teaser. A teaser for later come. this spring. So, <laughs> um, so we brought our own drinks today. So Sarah, tell us about what you're drinking. We did. I have in my hands a miniature Kirkland Signature purified water with mm. minerals added for taste. I'm drinking fresh water today. Are you sure? I'm not sure, but... There's a lot of stories about bottled water. It's clear. I'm drinking it. Yep. I'm happy with it. It's, it's cold. It's it's nice and cold. So. Good. Unfortunately, no crushed ice or Diet Dr. Pepper. So. Maybe next time. Oh, indeed. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> what are you drinking, Scott? Well, I started with um, a green tea. From Maddie Cakes up the street. Um, I'm finding that green tea doesn't make my head spin quite as much by midday. So it's been a good Good change. Um, But I just want to be honest. Instead of your seven cups of coffee. Well, I want to be honest that I had a meeting and I um, (laughs) left my coffee from earlier in the morning in the car. So now I'm actually finishing it off. And it's not real warm. That's gross. Sorry. (laughs) But yeah. So there it is. That's what we're drinking today. So let's jump right in on our topic for today and introduce our guest. So Sarah, yeah. it's all you. Today we're going to talk about our largest soccer program within NC Fusion, which is our rec program, our recreation program. Of course, we'll be joined by none other than our head of programming, the recreation program, Andrew Fleming. Yes, sir. He knows yes, all sir. the ins and outs of this fantastic program. So we're going to dive into some frequently asked questions that come our way when discussing this space. Mm-hmm. Shall we give him a call? Let's do it. He's got the radio voice. Let's call him in. He has a great voice for radio. He says no one asks him to be on the radio, though. Well, you got to know your strengths. So mm-hmm. Maybe he needs a marketing consultant. <laughs> Maybe. An agent. Hello. Hey, Andrew. Sarah and Scott. Hi. How are you? Good morning. Wonderful. How are you? Do you ever answer any other way, or do you just answer that way when I call you? I'm always wonderful. <laughs> I hope one day to be fantastic, but mm, you know, I'm, I'm always wonderful. Always wonderful, but not fantastic. One day, Andrew, yeah. you're going to say something different when I call. And and it's going to be a fantastic day. I Dang. hope so. I look forward to that day. It's I can't so wait to hear nice. what that's going to be about. So um, <laughs> we are calling because we're tra- chatting about uh, the rec program, and you're the man, man of the hour. So... Um, you have some time for us? Uh, I do. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm so glad. So talk to us a little <laughs> bit about the rec space. We know it's an interesting space and um, no one understands it better than you, um, but it can be hard to understand the landscape um, uh, from an outlooker 
looking into this program. So share some sure. quick quick facts and details about the REC program as a whole, i.e. like give us an elevator speech about, about all the things REC. Yeah, yeah. Well, well recreation, um, youth and adult, um, is, is in Greensboro, it's in Winston. Um, while, while the adult program is growing um, and, and is co-ed and is fun, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll probably talk more about the youth because it's enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, you know, spread over 10 practice locations um, because there's an emphasis uh, for, for parents for, for it to be as convenient as possible. Um, there are, there were 387 teams in the fall. There were 4,000 players. There were 400 uh, volunteer parent head coaches and, and another 500 assistant coaches. Mm. Um, the, the purpose of the recreation program uh, on, the, on the youth side is to uh, provide a learning environment um, that is fun, that is safe, that is convenient. Um, it is not... Uh, the, the purpose is not to um, create amazingly skilled, tactically proficient soccer players. That will happen for, you know, many of them over time. But the, but but our purpose is to uh, introduce the sport uh, by creating a fun environment um, okay. that, that a kid can learn in. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and if we create that fun environment, if it's convenient for parents, if it's fun for kids... Um, kids are going to be engaged and they're going to learn the sport um, and, and, and then they'll improve. Yeah, love it. What are, what are is the age range that we, we have to offer? So, so a player can start at three years old. Um, actually, technically, I guess you can still be two and a half um, in the fall Don't of any given it. year. Don't even say it. Um, and true. it's, it's, uh, that is a sight to see. Um <laughs> And, and, you know, it goes all the way through adults. Um, you know, we, there are, there are players who are over 60 years old that play recreation soccer with us. And in the youth side, um, you'll, you'll go from what we call an under four player, um, which this year is somebody born in 2020. So they probably haven't turned four yet unless they have a January birthday. That's my um, son, Hudson. Well, <laughs> Um, and, and, and they go through uh, 18 years old awesome. uh, in the youth recreation program. Okay. Basically, we've got something for everyone is what you're telling us. Yeah, single, single gender divisions yeah. um, once you get past that very first year. Okay. Um, and and you know, one of the things when we talk about uh, 4,000 players, um, single age groups um, for, for the younger ages, yeah. a, a under seven player uh, won't play with under eight players. Um, it's a single. It's, they're, they're, they'll all be within twelve months of themselves. Uh, versus sometimes, as you get older, or in some other um, organizations, you may end up with a twenty-four month sure. span. Which at, at, at seven, we, we like the fact that we can offer it a twelve month. Um, yeah, two uh, years span. is a big gap when you're only seven. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's more than twenty five percent of your yeah, life. Exactly, two years. That's big. Ooh. cool. Well, yeah. let, let's focus on the the youth side here. Talk to us about our volunteers. The, the you know the parents, maybe community members, high school age competitive players. You know, we sure. as in NC Fusion know that the rec program doesn't 
run without them. But why is that? And what what's their real job? What's their real responsibility? Sure, sure. And, and, and yeah, the program doesn't run without volunteer coaches. Um, there's there are there are about 400 head coaches, 500 plus assistant coaches. Um, their role uh, and, and, and some are hesitant when they get into it. Yeah. Uh, their role is to create a fun environment. And, and, you know, I can tell a couple of stories real quick of, of, of people who have absolutely personified that role. Their, their role is not to um, turn a seven-year-old into the next Lionel Messi. Sure. Uh, their role is to have a seven-year-old get in the car at the end of soccer practice and say, Mommy, I had fun today. That was great. When are we doing that again? Right. Um, to 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 leave a Saturday uh, game as a nine year old and say, "Daddy, I almost scored today. Did you see me? I was fantastic." Yep. Whether the kid was fantastic or not, he that, that's <laughs> what he walked away with. Yeah. Um, that's the role of the volunteer coach. Now, I give I give them suggested practice plans. I'll give them demonstrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have a. Uh, a non-mandatory meeting where we can look at some of the best practices and and things like that. Uh, but their role, um, their role is 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 not to possess a wealth of soccer knowledge. Uh, their role is to utilize the things they already know as a parent, as a teacher, as a you know anyone who has hosted the. Uh, slumber party at eight years old where there's six eight-year-olds in your house when you manage that you can manage soccer practice and make sure everybody had fun and if they had fun they will learn soccer Uh, they they just will kids kids absorb information when they are engaged and they're engaged when they're having fun yeah so true i love it andrew just a kind of a side question um maybe a little direct as well so i've heard legend of this amazing u12 italy coach and uh, in winston-salem and um and a lot of people are just dying to get on a team if if someone wanted to get on a certain team with their buddies or friends or a certain coach um how would how would they do that do they just have to sign up and and ask say andrew i want to be on that with that guy or how does it work with signing up for you know your buddies teams or you know, these amazing sure. coaches, volunteer coaches that just You didn't want to use me as the example? You used yourself? So um, really? Don't tell them. <laughs> yeah, the Italy, the, 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 the Italy coach was an interesting one, and, and, and your opinion is certainly one opinion. Great, um, great choice of words, Andrew. I love it. Jeez. I love it. Jeez, I did not see the postseason <laughs> survey. <laughs> it was anonymous. But, but yeah, part of – Part of the recreation program, there, there are three pillars. That it, it should be fun, it should be as convenient as possible, and it should be as inexpensive as possible. The fun part for kids um, hangs you know, primarily on, can I do it with my friends? Can I do it with the coach that I had last season that I liked so much? Mm-hmm. Um, so players who are in the program last season uh, they were allowed a period to register and they're guaranteed a spot back on their same team with their same coach if they so chose. Um, a new player coming in um, who has buddies on Italy um, goes in to register uh, and they see that there's still three spots left on Italy so they can pick it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, a parent who is registering their child for the first time uh, 
uh, or the 10th time, uh, who says, my child plays soccer, baseball, takes piano lessons, has tutoring after school on Thursdays. Our day for soccer needs to be Monday and it needs to be on my side of town. When they register, they'll see the teams that are on Mondays on their side of town and they can pick one based on the convenience of their schedule. Um, so, so that's how, uh, you know, three, three boys can go to school and say, we all want to play soccer and hey, let's do it. And they'll tell their parents and the parents will say, let's all sign up for Italy because it has three spots left open and they can do that. And so that way they'll all be together. Uh, with their buddies. But if they're already in the program, they're, they're, they can stay with their team. They can stay with their coach. Um, and, and, and that's how we manage it. Love it. AKA Scott Wellston's the coach of U12 Italy. That's what he just said. <laughs> I just said. retired. Oh, he retired. All right. Yes. <laughs> I think I got fired, actually. <laughs> it's possible. It's definitely possible. And I might have. Well, done. and it, you know what? It goes, it, it goes back to, it goes back to, uh, you know, with, with Scott with Italy. Here's Scott, arguably, arguably, um, one of the more knowledgeable soccer mind, from, from, from a broad range of, you know, the, the, the soccer, the business, parenting, coaching, you know, the whole thing. Um, and I will tell you, and, and, and Scott will, you, you'll, you'll, you'll agree with me, um, there are more than a dozen parent volunteer coaches who have zero soccer experience, but they are second grade teachers, mm -hmm. but they are, but that are better recreation coaches than Scott Wallace. Who awesome. is. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that's, 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 that, that's the beauty of it. The, the soccer will take care of itself. Yep. Um, provided the coach knows things like uh, the attention span of a seven year old, mm -hmm. um, you know, those types of things. Yep. 100%. I love it. We are always we are always in need of volunteers, listeners out there. If you would like to volunteer, yeah. please email Andrew Fleming at afleming at ncfusion.org. We would love excited, fun coaches to join join that that squad. That's awesome. Well, and I'll tell you I'll tell you what we see if 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 I may if we have yeah, time. Yeah, go for it. Um, two two things two two stories that I absolutely love. I, I watched a under five boys game a couple of seasons ago mm -hmm. um and the the dad coaching said hey i really don't know what i'm doing um can you help me i happened to be walking by i said let me watch this guy um and the team was playing and it's five-year-old four-year-old soccer and it's exactly what you're picturing and there was one kid standing in the middle of the field who looked you know, frustrated, who looked sad. He wasn't running after the ball. He wasn't involved. And he just he looked like he didn't want to be there. And his team scored a goal. And the dad coach went over to the boy and said, oh, hey, we scored a goal. Go give your teammates a high five. Well, all of a sudden, the boy said, you could see it on his face. I mean, you actually saw, well, I know how to give a high five. I like to give a high five. He went over and he gave his teammates a high five and he ran back the direction that his teammates were running back in. Well, not 45 seconds later, the other team scored a goal. This boy went and high fived all Love the kids it. on the other That's team. So Big smile on his face, so running good. around and said, now you can see the wheel spinning. This little boy who was frustrated, scared, nervous, didn't know what to do, not running around, standing still. Um, now 
He's chasing the ball. Love it. He's actually trying to score. Now, he tried to score on the wrong goal once, okay? <laughs> but now he was involved. Now he was running around. Now he was happy and high-fiving people and trying to get the book. And that was the coach. It didn't know. He didn't say a thing about soccer. Sure. He saw the kid not having a good time, showed him, hey, you could. Do, this is the thing you know. Go do the thing you know. And now the kid's happy, and now he's playing. That's brilliant. Um, the flip side... Up in the 13- and 14-year-olds, there's a guy, uh, Leonard Mitchell, um, in Winston. Um, there is a league called the Challenge League, and it's for recreation players who want to play more soccer without joining a travel team, without traveling around, whatever. You know, they're, they're, they're still a recreation player, but they say, I like soccer, and I want to play twice as much. And so Leonard said, I'll coach the challenge team because nobody else will. I'll do that. Um, and this vision that he had in his head was, I'm going to take my son. I'm going to take the other boys who want to play more soccer. And by definition, this is going to be, you know, maybe a little more, you know, whatever. Um, and after the first practice, he found out that he had two 14-year-old boys who have never kicked a soccer ball in their life. And he came to me and he said, I, I, I don't know what to do. I've got these players who I think are pretty good. And now I've got two kids who have never kicked a ball in their life. And, you know, we talked about it. And by the end of the season, I'm going and watching Leonard. And he has um, figured out how to utilize these two boys. His other teammates, these two boys' other teammates were coaching the two boys, always telling them, hey, slide over here. Hey, you can go yeah. forward now. And Leonard involved the dad as an assistant coach uh, to help the two boys. And at the end of the season, I'm watching them play in the tournament. The boys, let's be honest, they're not skilled soccer players yet. Um, but here's Leonard, who is this dad who just wanted to coach the team, who is now figuring out how do I use these guys from a position standpoint to help us win the game? How do we manage play in time? How do we do all these things? And and Leonard is so bought in now. Um, he took a he went and took a coaching course uh, a, a few weeks ago in so 28 cool. degree yeah. weather. Yeah. Um, because he wanted to. Um, we paid for it, by the way. I don't know if you know that, but we paid for it, by the <laughs> way. Um, <laughs> and and so you know it's 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 one of our. Our, our, our mission is to, um, is to create positive experiences, intentional positive experiences through sports for life. Mm -hmm. Not just for the eight-year-old kid, but here's a dad coaching his son who's now loving the game, who's now loving coaching, and said, well, I want to learn more about it. I want to do more with it. And it all stemmed from this uncomfortable position of, you know, Hey, I've got two boys. I, I, I'm not sure how to manage this. Mm -hmm. um, he's a good coach because not because he was a genius tactically, not because he's turned these two boys into Lionel Messi's, but because he figured out how to, you know, make sure the boys were having fun, yeah, make sure they fit in, make sure the other boys helped them. That's so cool. Love it. It's fantastic. And it always is more than the sport. We, you know, we don't always give yeah. credit, but there's so much more, so many more layers. And mm -hmm. so that's why we do this is because the impact yeah. is just like 
overwhelming. You you touched on so many things there. The dad gets impacted, the new players get impacted, the old players get impacted. Mm-hmm. They're learning how to lead yeah. and coach. And I mean, it's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit big picture here. Look, look with me two, three, four years down the road. Um, what do you see for the landscape of our rec programming coming at us? Um, I, you know, a couple of things. Uh, we have uh, we have other organizations um, who um, are benefiting from joining our program. Um, they 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 may not have enough kids to run their own league and, and have mm-hmm. plenty of teams for people to play, and so they join our league. Sure. Um, we have players in Kernersville now. We have players in King now. We have players in Moxville. We have um, players in High Point who uh, are, are benefiting from the league we run yeah. um, and, and, and play it in the league we run. Oak Ridge, Stokesdale, all the, um, all the places. And, and so what I, would, what I would hope continues to happen um, is growth in the sense that it benefits the players we have. Yeah. Um, right now, Right now, a kid can stay on the team if they like, uh, because they like the coach, because they have the friends. Well, that team tends to get better mm-hmm. because they've been together for four sure. or five seasons. Um, we're big enough now that most of our age groups, I can kind of figure out who are the better five or six teams and who are the weaker five or six teams and almost make two divisions. Yeah. Not that we're worried about wins and losses and this and that, but a kid has more fun in a three to two game than a seven to nothing game. So I would look at, um, are we expanding with the purpose of providing our players a better experience and more opportunity? Um, and I see that happening. I see that continuing to happen. Um, we are, um, we are just getting into, um, from a league standpoint, utilizing technology to streamline things like um, feedback on referees, Mm -hmm. feedback on the competitive level of the game, feedback on coaching and, 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 and parent culture. Um, Our coaches this season for, for the first time um, were able immediately after their game to say, my referee was good or my referee was not as good. The other coach was fantastic and positive with his players or you know, Andrew, you may need to come watch the other coach. Um, they rated themselves. I was good and positive this game, or you know what? No, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, I could I could immediately see 387 teams uh, experience mm-hmm. on the Saturday and try to help improve it. I think that's a, a, another thing that when I see two and three years yeah. from now. Um, not only do parents have field maps in their phone and schedules in their phone and up-to-date um, information regarding weather and things like that in their phone, um, but but communication with me, um, it just I, I, I feel like I feel like the improvements in the league, especially as we continue to grow geographically um, and numerically. Um, I feel like the technological piece and, and the communication being streamlined, mm-hmm. um, we just kind of tapped the surface of that. Yeah. 
Um, and I'll bet three years from now it's going to be um, it, uh, almost unrecognizable. Very, very seamless, very efficient. Um, and, and really, it's going to benefit um, the league as a whole, the, the volunteer coaches, and therefore uh, the players and parents. And the standard as a whole, right? So, you know, it's a level yeah. of accountability for you, for our league, for our organization. Um, it challenges us yeah. all to be a little bit better. Parent coaches yeah. better, uh, uh, our referees a little bit better, our sideline behavior a little bit better. Um, it's just, I think that's fantastic. Uh, moving in yeah. the right direction. And yeah. again, it goes back to that impact. How can we make sure that we're positively impacting for forever? And all of those things kind of point to that, which was awesome. Yeah. So. Indra, I thought yeah. um, what you were saying about kind of numbers, it's not so much that we're so big that makes us great. It's truly by having this type of scale creates awesome opportunities for groups that in the past, you know, we, you, me, Sarah, we've been in it for a long time. Um, we've seen, um, number one, when kids start getting around those middle school age groups, we start to see a lot of attrition. Mm -hmm. And then the kids that want to continue playing, there's just not enough kids right. to have a league or yeah. have it have enough to have, you know, two teams. And we see that obviously a lot with, um, you know, a lot of a lot of recreation programs. I, I think that's a, a common, mm -hmm. a common struggle for recreation programs all over the country. So that's one thing that I feel you know, to make sure that people understand what you're saying about yeah. the, the size. It's not about how big it is. Mm -hmm. It's about that, that that scale allows us to create that opportunity. Mm -hmm. The second thing you talked about as well was the, um, from a gender perspective, um, you know, I know that you were able to help a team out of King this year bring a all-girls team because in their in their community, they had to be, because of numbers, had to be split up in co-ed and, um, and a lot of the girls um, feel a little intimidated by playing with the boys at certain age groups. And so right. giving them that opportunity to bring a, a girl, all girls team playing an all girls league was, awesome. was awesome for them. Yes. They had to travel a little further, right. To play from an outlying community, but at the same time it added, it was a great addition to our league. It was a great um, opportunity for those players. And yeah. ho hopefully, um, you know, there, there's a number of players on that team that, had they not had that opportunity, they may have quit the game, yeah, right? Yeah, stay pl and play longer like, now. Yeah. yeah, so that's I think it's yeah. really um, I think it's really important that we acknowledge that and the why this growth continues to be important both like in our low in, in the local communities, our, our main hubs, but also we really want to help the the outlying communities and partner with them. We, it'd be great if we could have you know programming in those outlying communities. That later, you know, once those numbers, the attrition starts to happen, those players can kind of move in. They just know that they may have yeah, to travel a little nice. tiny yeah. bit, but that they There's can still be local. They can still be, you know, low cost, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I, I think that's uh, that's really awesome to point out. And it's cool to see how yeah. that's changed over the years. Because we did not have, we mm -hmm. didn't have kids being able to play till 18 in recreation no. in the past. That was not an option. And now we right. do. It's just so great and so encouraging because those are kids that will be coaches and they will be playing in our adult leagues. And, um, you know, and I think that's that's fantastic. Yeah, oh, I agree. That's well, great. you're crushing it in the rec program. We appreciate you. Um, it's it's hard work. <laughs> Scott and I have lived that life, too. Mm -hmm. It is hard work. It, um, is. And it does not get a lot of praise. So we really, really appreciate you and your passion for it um, and just the mission behind it and all that you're doing. So. Keep doing no, what you're you doing. So All right. Hey, Andrew, real quick. Uh -oh. Yes. Here it comes. Um, 
I'm not sure that if you heard that my my computer was recently broken into. And I feel like um, since you have such a big platform of 4,000 kids in the rec program that you could do a little PSA for me, a little public service okay. announcement. So I want you to directly say to the person that stole my Microsoft Office suite, I will find you. You have my word. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, that was his response. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. <laughs> To the person, the person who that has stole my Scott Wallison's Microsoft Office tweet, he please will know this. He doesn't have money. He, he doesn't have influence. <laughs> what he does have is a particular set of skills that make him a nightmare for a person like you. Don't do that. He promises you this. I think he will find you. He will get it back. You have his word. That's the key of this joke here. You have his word. Oh, sorry. I love that. I, 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 I tried to go. Yeah. I tried. I went with you the worst. You stole his thunder, Andrew. You just stole his thunder. You know what? I'm going to throw another one at you because you ruined that. I was really confused you, by that. I know He you was were. on for the dad joke. That All was right, so I'm funny. Gonna, I, I, that was so much better, actually. It? it was just so much better. You just like seeing me fail, Sarah. <laughs> um, so, so I'll just ask you uh, um, a really good one. And this one comes in courtesy of our of our favorite Mike Riley. He wants to know, Andrew, where would you find an elephant? Where would I find an elephant? Yep. I'll I tell mean... you, the same place you lost her. <laughs> I actually like that. <laughs> Scott, that was one for 10. Great yes. job. Yes, oh. well, that was not me. That was Mike Riley. Right, Thank Mike. you, that Mike. Was, that, that was better than the Microsoft one. Well, <laughs> You, you ruined you it. You ruined Andrew. it. So to all our <laughs> listeners, I am sorry. And uh, especially to Gus, That's I will make it Do you it think at any you. point anybody's still listening to this? No, they, they turned it off a long, turned it off long time 20 ago. 20 minutes ago. A long time ago. All, all right, Andrew. Thanks, <laughs> Thank man. You. Have a great day, buddy. Thank you. Bye. Bye. My goodness. I love that he ruined it. Yeah, he ruined joke. it. He just. That's uh, so good. That's all right. Well, <sighs> give it a try. Um, sorry, Gus. Apologize, buddy. Gave it a good whirl. All right. So, but hey, that is awesome about the recreation program. Uh I think a lot of people think of when they think of fusion, they think competitive travel, Mm -hmm. et cetera. But recreation is our biggest program and where I feel like we have awesome impact. And Andrew just does. Has uh, huge life in it. It's awesome. It's really cool. does an awesome job with it. So we're very fortunate to have him as as people can probably tell. He's super passionate about it, which is not always the case in the world of, of soccer. So. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us today on the NC Fusion Coffee Conversations podcast. Just a reminder that if you have any questions that you'd love for us to talk about or answer on the podcast, please email Sarah at sbridges at ncfusion.org. And we will see you next time on the NC Fusion Coffee Conversations podcast.